Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Greetings, cocktail connoisseurs and podcast lovers. Welcome to another episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, the show that's all about mixing up the best drinks and having a good time. I'm Matthew Henry, your host, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, and my go-to bartender, Ben. What do you have in store for us today, Ben? Uh, Wait, what? What do I have in store? That's just what ChatGPT wrote. (laughs) I'm really hoping you have something in store because that's... uh... I'm really... (laughs) Well, I have a cocktail that I made. All right, good, good, because that's that's half the battle. I'm I'm hoping that one of these days uh, we settle in on a standard opening for the show. Oh, that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Well, what do I have in store? I have a lovely cocktail that I've prepared uh, from... Uh, you know, uh, a, a, an interesting source, which got it from an interesting source. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm planning. And I'm planning on sharing, as always, my sunny disposition. Yeah. I, I, I should say that this is an unusual podcast in that instead of sitting in our closets looking at each other on Zoom, I'm actually sitting across from a table looking at you like two feet away. That's right. We are face to face. I could reach out and touch you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So for the second episode in a row, we are face to face in uh, the echoey cavern of my home office. Um, yes, it's lovely to be with you here, here with you and share cocktails in person. Yeah. Maybe we should even cheers and, and prove that we're... Oh, yes. Yeah, nice. 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 Yeah. I mean, that could have just been a tuning fork for all people know. <laughs> but it wasn't. Mm-mm. Yes, so we are here together in my lovely home office. It sounds a little echoey, I think, as it usually does. And this is not my closet, which is a.k.a. my podcasting studio. Yeah. Well, yeah. One, one of these days you'll turn this, this little room into your podcasting studio, and, uh, and we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. It, 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 I've learned... That it's a lot easier to actually make a, a smaller space into a podcasting studio than it is to make a larger space into fair, a podcasting fair, yes. studio. A lot more things to bounce around. In. Right, exactly. Well, rumor has it, though, you as long as you just put up some foam, like, you know, like $1,000 foam pieces in, like, key locations in the room, it's perfect. Yeah. So, you know, it's all it costs is six or seven thousand dollars worth of foam. There you go. You should get on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, enough about the podcasting. Uh, Let's talk about uh, drinks. But actually, maybe even before we do that, I I usually open up with a question of the Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. And uh, our question today happens to be about Cinco de Mayo. Mm. And if you and I had any, like, you know, thoughts of, like, planning ahead, maybe we would have, like, planned a Mexican-themed cocktail uh but we didn't what are you talking about you don't my cocktail is perfectly well themed for the mexican Uh, holiday i guess it is okay well i guess i'll speak for myself i did not plan a mexican themed cocktail Mm -hmm. and uh, but yet cinco de mayo is right around the corner and uh just wanted to ask cinco de mayo Mm -hmm. a mexican holiday or an american holiday oh yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well, so, okay, it, I, it's, it's interesting. 
I think it is an American holiday celebrating the Mexican culture. Okay. Okay. You know, many people think that Cinco de Mayo is actually Mexico's Independence Day. Which it is not. It is not. So let's get that out. You know, well, if you learn anything, know that it's not uh, the uh, Independence Day of Mexico. It instead it's celebrates... It's the birthday of tequila. <laughs> no, I don't think that either. Uh, uh, cerveza? No. Uh, um, margarita. Yes, sure. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, actually, it celebrates the Battle of Puebla when mm. the the French thought they were going to kick some Mexican butt and instead uh, got turned around. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the Mexicans celebrate that day. Uh, it's a low-key celebration in Mexico, but as, as you mentioned, in the United States, uh, it has taken on uh, a celebration of culture. I think more than anything, especially in communities that are have large Mexican populations, right. and uh, and so you know we're gonna roll with it. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you, Ben. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you as well. I feel like we're rolling along here, but uh, now time to to segue into our tip of the day. Wow, you did that in person. <laughs> <laughs> You just totally blew out the microphone, too. Oh, I can see sorry. it. Right now. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You gotta get further away and go, like, like, it's gotta be like, tip of the day! Tip of the day! Tip of the day! All right. All right. Well, it is time for tip of the day. Do you think this is why people listen, Matthew? I, I, probably not. <laughs> this is probably the part where they roll their eyes. And they're like, get to the cocktail yeah, yeah. part. Hey, folks, the, the truth of the matter is, is that you, too, could make your own podcast and make idiots out of yourself for other people's... Mild amusement. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, you know, I hope I hope you guys realize, you know, listeners, that we're a couple of dorks and that we just have fun. So, you know, tip of the day is one of the ways we do that. But right. uh, so today's tip of the day mm. is, uh, I guess, before I get into that, I should say that uh, I think both of our cocktails, uh, at least I know mine, uh, was inspired by a recent cocktail that I had at a uh, bar. Mine was inspired by a book. But the book got their cocktail from a bar or a restaurant. So, okay. so yes, and around a roundabout way, yes, a restaurant close nearby, which uh, which is interesting. But, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, one thing that I thought while I was kind of uh, figuring out what our tip of the day was was that you know recreating cocktails that you have at a bar is a great way to help you know really understand how to make a balanced cocktail. And, uh, you know, because a lot of times on the menu, they will list all the ingredients right there of what's in your cocktail. Now, some cocktail bars, uh, if I think, in, especially if they're kind of the uh, fancy type, uh, will have really challenging ingredients in a cocktail that make it hard to recreate at home, particularly if they're doing like homemade shrubs and, and things like that. It's, it's kind of hard to recreate all that easily. Uh, however, you know, there are a lot of cocktails out there that are just, that use a combination of common spirits and liqueurs and citrus, and you can totally recreate those. And so I find that uh, there have been a, few, a number of times where I've come home and said, I really like that cocktail. I want to see if I can figure out how to make it. And I will play around it. And I, you know, I'll usually start out with kind of a standard template. Uh, which is like two two uh, two parts uh, spirits, one part sweet, and one part uh, citrus, and then you kind of just play around with it from there. 
and and generally what I've learned, uh, especially when I'm trying to recreate something that I would enjoy, is that I kind of go more two ounce spirits and then like three quarter ounce or half ounce of of sweetener uh, and, uh, and, and citrus just to kind of play around with it at first. And then you can always add uh, more if it's not sweet enough or it's, you know, too sweet. You can kind of add citrus or, you know, those kind of things later. But uh, it's always a great thing to just kind of go through a recipe's uh, ingredients and see if you can make your own. And so today I'll talk more about that when I introduce my cocktail. But I thought that was a good tip of the day. Yeah, it's a fun exercise. It's a really easy way to understand how to craft cocktails using more um, more ingredients and uh, more ingredients that are maybe outside of your wheelhouse or that you're not familiar with, uh, right? You go taste it at a restaurant. You say, okay, I really enjoyed that. You, you look at the cheat sheet that they provide with the list of ingredients, and then you go home and you figure out how to make it yourself. And then you suit, you know, t- t- change it around for your tastes. Um, it's something that I do quite often, quite regularly. And uh, yeah, absolutely a fun way to, to get better at crafting cocktails and cheaper, right? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Good, way to, good way to save a little bit of money. Go taste it one time made by the pros and then figure out how to recreate it yourself at home. And you can have it for like, you know, a tenth of the price. Exactly. You could have 10 of them for the, you know. And I have. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Indeedly do. <laughs> All right, so that is our tip of the day. Uh, I think that's a nice segue, though, into my cocktail. The cocktail that I am bringing today, uh, I actually had a recent trip down to San Diego. It was uh, a day trip for work. Uh, Literally flew down in the morning, went and spoke at a conference, went and had dinner and drinks that night, and then flew back home the next morning. Uh, the interesting thing is that I used to live in San Diego. I right. lived there for 10 years. And so my wife, when she found out that I was flying down to San Diego, decided that she would join me. Right. And so after my conference, we went out to have a nice dinner, and then we went to a rooftop bar called The Nolan. So you and your wife went on a date to San Diego. We did. It must be nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's especially nice because my work paid for my travel <laughs> and the hotel uh, room. Right, 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 uh, right. Well, we paid for my wife's travel, mm-hmm. of course. But uh, yeah, it was a great little fun little trip. And so I was really excited. I was really excited to try out a couple of new restaurants and, and bars uh, that weren't there when we last lived there. And and so I looked up. Uh, my wife wanted to have uh, go to a bar that had a nice view. Okay. And so we uh, looked up, uh, you know, that type of bar in downtown San Diego in the gas lamp area and found one called the Nolan, uh, which was a rooftop bar. And so we said, yeah, let's go try that. So we went up there and uh, sure enough, it's beautiful views. We went there during sunset and, uh, you know, the, the silhouette of the large buildings was starting and we could, uh, it was it was really pretty. And they have a very nice setup out there and they have these uh, clear glass walls all the way around the top so you can kind of see uh, out and uh, and so yeah we were enjoying that and so I ordered uh, they had a very eclectic mem- uh, menu and uh, I found I saw one that was called uh, the I'm not even sure how to pronounce it but it's mm-hmm. called the Braun Army Navy Braun Army Braun Army Braun Army B-R-O-N-A-R-M-Y Bro and Army Bro and Army maybe yeah I don't know is this like LeBron Army that's the first thing that came to my mind, mm. but I have no clue why it was mm-hmm. called that. You know, and there is a cocktail called the Army and Navy, which right. uh, is a very uh, nice cocktail. It's actually one of my favorites. And so I thought, hey, well, I'll 
I'll try this one. And uh, and it, it was interesting because it has, and I'll, I'll tell you, it had, well, I'm going to first tell you the ingredients that it said on there. I won't tell you the proportions, but it had bourbon, lemon juice, uh, chinar, which is a artichoke based amaro liqueur, mm-hmm. and then orgeat, which is an almond based syrup. And then a pinch of salt. That's I'm not what... familiar with Orjan. Yeah, no, no. Ogre, Ogre Eats, maybe? Ogre Eats, that's right. Got yeah, it. There got you it. go. Okay, yeah, yes. Right. Now yeah, you remember. Very popular in the uh, in the tiki drinks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you might know a little bit about that. Yeah, I don't know if people remember, but I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we remember. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one forgets that. <laughs> Half our show is very tiki. <laughs> Warms my heart. <laughs> Uh, so, so I ordered this drink and my wife ordered something, uh, cause she is not a big cocktail person. And so she likes definitely drink sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. So she ordered something called Padre's Punch, mm. which was like a rum and orange juice and simple syrup. And, you know, it was a punch. She knows this is giant cocktails, right? I know, but you know, we're in San Diego and we're in Rome, you know, you just you know, sure. it's oh, called fine. Padre Punch. So she right. drank she got that. Okay. So our 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 drinks arrived and uh she had hers in her little cup and I had mine in my coupe glass and I took a sip of my cocktail and it was the sweetest cocktail I think I've ever tasted. Uh, and then I, I was, and so I was like, wow, like this, this is really sweet. So then I said, well, let me try some of yours. And I tried her Padre's punch. My cocktail was sweeter than her Padre's punch. Hmm. And, hmm. and so I, I struggled with it. Like, do I send it back? And then I'm like, well, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. And so I'm starting to drink it. And then I remembered last week's episode about diluting, you know, your, right. your drinks. So I pour a little water in there and stir it with my finger. Yeah. And that actually helped kind of, you okay. know, with it a little bit. But it still, it was really sweet. And so I took about three or four sips. And finally, I just said, I, I can't do this. And we had already had cocktails and dinner at another place. So mm. this was like just kind of the oh, let's go have one last cocktail before we head home kind of thing. So I was not really in a mood to order another cocktail. Sure. So I finally, the, the waitress came over and asked if everything was okay and all that. And I told her, I said, honestly, I said, this 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 cocktail is, is undrinkable. Right. I said, it, it is just way too sweet. And so she took that to mean that I really preferred dry. You know, so she started recommending like a martini or something mm-hmm. like that. And I said, no, no, no. So it's not that I want a dry martini. This one is just too sweet. Right. And so she was very apologetic, and to their credit, they didn't charge me for the for the cocktail. Uh, but then I, I was on my way home. I'm like, oh, I know I'm, I have all those ingredients at home. I'm going to see if I can make this better. And uh, I'd like to say I did. All right. <laughs> okay. So, well, so all right. what I'm drinking today, the the way that I drew this up is two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of lemon juice, three quarter ounces of chinar, three quarter ounce of orgeat, and a pinch of salt. Mm-hmm. And you put all that into a cocktail shaker with ice, shake it for a good 10 to 12 seconds till it's well chilled, and double strain it into a chilled coupe glass. No garnish. Although maybe it could use a garnish. I, you know, I, uh, it didn't come with one in the bar, so I mm-hmm. didn't add one here. Uh, and uh, definitely, um, this is what I'm drinking. And it is this one is more balanced. Right. I think it's still, as I'm playing around with it, I'm, um, you might even be able to get away with half an ounce of Orgeat, especially if you want the Chinar to kind of right. come through, because that is a very distinct flavor. And if you're ordering a cocktail with Chinar, you probably want to taste it. Like That is like a big component of right. that cocktail. Well, and so, so I actually had the, because we're together, mm-hmm. I had the luxury of, of tasting this cocktail um, and the way you made it. Uh, and I have to say that, yeah, I mean, the Chinar does definitely step out. I, I feel like, 
it, it it's kind of it's missing another layer um like it's fine it's drinkable it's enjoyable but what do you think that they did differently do you think they just like totally upped the orjat and it was just like i think so i okay. think that there was a, it probably and and i'm i'm i don't want to offend anyone but this bar had like you know younger crowd they were all taking selfies with their drinks, with the drinks in the background. There was uh, two young women right at the table next to us that had their own personal like lighting mm-hmm. system for their phones, so okay, the lights were great. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I get it. I, yeah, hey, man, I grew up in social media. I'm good with it, but you know, this is that's their audience, right? right? And. So I think they probably felt like they needed to sweeten this sucker up uh, because Chinar is a very bitter kind of taste. And um, they felt like that was kind of what it needed to be, I guess. I don't know. But just wasn't enjoyable. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think if you are going to use something like Chinar and, you know, you and I, yes, you and I both, we tend to prefer sweet cocktails. Uh, So for you to say that a cocktail is too sweet probably means that it's extremely sweet. And there's certainly a class of cocktail out there that is like that, for sure, right? Um, That are very, very sweet, that try to mask the flavor of alcohol, right? They they more want to be a alcohol distribution uh, platform, right? right? That, That makes the alcohol as unnoticeable as possible. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it's really interesting um, that that you had that experience. I, I would say, you know, like to me, the one mistake that I think you made here was I definitely would have ordered a different cocktail. <laughs> like whether they give you your money back or not, I, I, that's really the, like their prerogative and their thing. But I don't think there's anything wrong with going to a place and being like, if you, th- you feel like the thing is undrinkable. Don't drink it, you know, right, like right. by all means, like, you know, like the, life's too short to drink bad cocktails. Yeah. And, and I think it was because I, I, I in a normal circumstances, I totally would. But I was with my wife. Right. We were kind of trying to sneak in one last drink. I was really full from dinner and uh, and just was like and after I'd had a few sips of that, I was like, all right, I just not in the mood to drink another drink. And so, <laughs> so right. it's just kind of like, all right, it kind of ruined the moment for me a little right. bit. But uh, but you know, it, uh, you know, Aww. but it, I was a little disappointed because I was really excited about this great you know location. Oh, poor old man uh, bothered by the sweet cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a tragic tale. But, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the good news: you got to come home or and 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 recreate it and then rebuild it in the way that that you wanted to where you know if you want to play up the 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 chinar the uh, artichoke amaro liqueur you can that's right not something that i necessarily would try to do i don't chinar is i've seen it on the bar i've never yeah Never wanted. It to. is an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, it's one of those ones whether you like it or you don't. Um, yeah. I I don't mind it. It's not my favorite, but I think you know you got to be adventurous. I think with your cocktails sometimes, and that's certainly a way to kind of add a little complexity and uh, and and a different flavor that you know you yeah. don't get from anywhere else. So I'm okay with it. And uh, I think that the bitterness at the end uh, is is a nice little bitter kind of something to kind of. You know, balance out the cocktail. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I, All right. Well, it's definitely always good to be adventurous. As I was adventurous in my cocktail. Yes, that's a great segue. Uh, I Yes, tell us about your adventurous co- Well, cocktail. I mean, uh, so first of all, my cocktail is a mezcal cocktail in honor of 
uh, Cinco de Mayo, which is just days away. Day away? Day away, day away. When, uh, when, yeah. we re- when we publish this. Yeah, yeah it'll be a day away. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, so it's interesting how I, ca- I came around to my cocktail. My cocktail comes from a book. And I bought my book because it's called San Francisco Inspired Cocktails. And, you know, for the show, Matthew, we have to come up with a new cocktail that we've never published on the show before once a week. And we also try not to do cocktails that each of the other has done. Um, and certainly we have done that. We have doubled up a couple of times throughout the history of the show. But so not we, too often. We've been pretty good. Right. And, and we have paid more closer attention to that as we have gone forward. And there's a lot of ways that we can do that. And when I am very, very uh, prepared and working ahead, I, I plan ahead. I come up with my cocktail a week or more in advance. And other times I think I'll, I know what I want to do and I experiment throughout the week making different cocktails. But believe it or not, Matthew, many other times it comes down to the day to record and I don't know what to make. So it's always nice to have a good source of material that you could, you know, a good source that you can go to, grab a cocktail, and then bring it to the show, and then also have that cocktail be relevant. So I thought, saw this book, and I was like, it doesn't get more perfect than this, right? San Francisco inspired cocktails. I can just go to this book. All right. So I bought this book, and in the book, I found a cocktail from a restaurant in Livermore, which is the town right next door to my own called Range Life, which is a restaurant I've never been to, but I do know that it is in the Michelin Guide. It doesn't have a Michelin star or anything like that. It's not no, that no. great. But if you end up in the Michelin Guide, it means you're a pretty good restaurant. Yeah. And uh, and they have a cocktail that was featured in this book called Charlotte's Web. And Charlotte's Web is named after, interestingly enough, not the book, but it's named after the previous occupant of the building that the restaurant is in, oh. which was called Charlotte's Web. And I'm assuming they were based after the, named their, themselves after the famous Somebody's got to be named after right. the book. Yes. Right. But anyway, so I, I chose that one because, uh, you know, it's a restaurant cocktail. I knew what you were making, one that was inspired by a restaurant. And uh, that's what I'm drinking today. And I didn't modify this one because, uh, because I didn't have time. Yes, we literally made it like five minutes before we started recording, yes. That's correct. I made it for the first time about five minutes before the show. Um, But on tasting it, I think there's certainly modifications that I would like to make to it. Uh, But first, let me tell you what's in it. It has an ounce and a half of mezcal. It has half an ounce of falernum, three quarters of an ounce of grapefruit juice, half an ounce of lime juice, and one egg white. And it's been quite a while, I think, since we've done an egg white yeah. uh, cocktail on the show. You put all of those ingredients together into a shaker and without ice, and you do a dry shake for about 10 seconds until it becomes nice and frothy, right, to yeah. emulsify the egg. And then you add ice, and then you do a normal shake, and then you double strain into a coupe glass, and you kind of let it settle, and the egg white should create a nice foamy head at the top of the coupe glass. And the book recipe called for garnishing it with um, a slice of dried grapefruit and black lime. Mm. Now, you and I had a long conversation about what is black lime. And it turns out that black lime is like... 
it's like a, a Middle Eastern uh, dried yeah, lime. They 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 first they soak it in a salty brine. Ah. And then they then they dehydrate it. Right. And you and I had a conversation as to whether or not the very old, very desiccated <laughs> limes that were sitting in my produce drawer in my refrigerator would qualify as black lime. Uh, it certainly looked black to me. One of them was brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that one wasn't as, but the, the second one was hard as a as, as a. That's rock. right, and I and thought that would definitely, you could definitely grate that one, and that's what it could. said in the book. You should grate the black lime mm-hmm. to taste. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't soak them in a salty brine. So while I, before I let them dry in my produce bin, listen, you make a lot of cocktails. I haven't been making lime drinks because everybody got upset with the whole tiki thing. Right. Nobody so, got upset. We oh, just sure. were done. We are just done. You're just done. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Well, anyway, uh, that's what you're supposed to garnish. I didn't have either of those things, so I just garnished it with a, a lovely dried uh, dried orange. Um, and anyway, the cocktail itself um, has got a very wonderful smoky flavor. The, the mezcal is definitely leading the way here. What's really interesting to me is I'm not getting a lot of the grapefruit juice and the lime juice, which means they are doing a lot of heavy work, heavy lifting to counterbalance that strong mezcal flavor. Uh, so I really think feel like this is a well-balanced cocktail. It's got a good velvety feel because of the egg white, you know, and the falernum is, is the falernum is also doing a lot of work here, yeah. right? Because this is not a sweet cocktail, but it doesn't feel overpowered by either the citrus or the mezcal. So um, so it just comes off as a very pleasant, easy-drinking, smoky cocktail. I think that you're going to get a different experience out of this cocktail entirely based on the mezcal that you use within it. Right? Absolutely, like Some mezcals yeah. are going to be super smoky. They're going to be super strong. And the stronger and more smoky your mezcal, um, I think the bigger flavor you're going to get out of this one. Yeah, well, uh, I, I took a sip of it uh, mm-hmm. before, and uh, I, yeah, you immediately get the smoke. Uh, it, I mean, that just overpowers you know the senses, and then you kind of start to kind of feel everything else uh, mm-hmm. that's going on there. Uh, so you know, you said that you hadn't had a chance to uh, tinker with this uh, after having your very first Charlotte's Web. How would you tinker it to to suit your taste better? Um, well, I think I would do either one of those two things. I, I do think that I would like to try this with different mezcals. Uh, the mezcal that I, I used in here is just a Hoven mezcal. It's very unassuming. It is not very. It's smoky, but not not overwhelmingly smoky. Um, but it also has that traditional kind of smokiness that you come to expect of a mezcal. Not every mezcal has to have that, mm-hmm. right? But that's sort of the way that mezcals go. They tend to be smokier than, than a tequila. Um, uh, so that's one thing that I would do. But if I were to make this more Ben-like, right? Because yeah. Ben's like, it's a Thursday night and there's just, just nobody else there. And I just want to have a good tasty cocktail. I think I would go heavier on the Falernum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I would, um, well, you know, the grapefruit juice wasn't so bad here. It's just an ingredient I don't really like to carry because I don't drink a lot of grapefruit juice cocktails. So I think I would probably um, replace the grapefruit juice maybe with a little bit of orange juice mm. um, to give it a little bit more sweetness. Okay. Right. And and I think that with the combined upping of the falernum um, would also... 
a help. I might I might go an ounce of mezcal and an ounce of falernum, um, and then replace the um, the grapefruit juice with a little bit of orange juice. Um, but maybe pull back on the orange juice and go more lime, right, mm, to mm-hmm. make sure that it's not too too sweet. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I would I would modify it, and I think definitely that would change this cocktail for sure. Yeah. It wouldn't be what the person who originally created this intended, um, but it would be more Ben like, you know. It would be more rooftop selfie girl oriented, like the kind of guy that I am. I'm not a stodgy old boomer like you. Oh my god! You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Right. First of all, proud Gen Xer. Okay, <laughs> don't be calling me a boomer. I'm pretty sure that a lot of them think that everybody older than a millennial is a boomer. They don't remember that Gen X exists. Yeah, you know, my kids always call me boomer and all that sort of thing. I'm like, hey, man, you wouldn't have the internet if it wasn't for my generation. That's right, right. I'm glad you said uh, my generation and not me. Right? Well, no, yeah, I didn't have anything yeah, to do with it, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, uh, I didn't really either. I mean, I worked in the industry, but like, yeah, if Ben hadn't been around, <laughs> the world wouldn't be any different. <laughs> We'd have one less podcast, though, Ben. That's so. true. We would have one less podcast to 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 bring people mild amusement <laughs> on their Mondays and Fridays, or sorry, Thursdays. That's right. Thank you for reminding That's me. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. we all have our place in life. <laughs> well, that brings. We're coming up on the end of the show. Um, there you have it. Our two um, restaurant-inspired, um, modified or modifiable cocktails. Matthew, it's been wonderful sharing these and introducing them to our listeners together in person. Yeah. Um, uh, what should I say at the end of the show? Oh, right. I need to tell everybody to find us on social media. That's right. Uh, even though they don't. <laughs> we keep telling you people. And you keep like, you don't care. You're Nobody's just, on Twitter anymore. That's what the, that's yeah, what the old guy. I'm not on. I yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> you know what? Hey, get out there on the Instagram though. You can find us there. You can find us on Mastodon. Um, you know, uh, and say hello. We'd love to interact with you. We love interacting with with everybody. And by we, I mean Matthew. And uh, but I forward yeah. him the good ones though. He gets to see them. That's true. That's true. I do. And then sometimes I hop on and I reply with a you know with a sort of cynical response as as ben does yeah so if you want a cynical response from me all you got to do is tweet at giant cocktails or insta at giant cocktails graham insta insta yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right uh well anyway uh it's been lovely uh, sharing the cocktails with you today matthew cheers my friend cheers ben bye everybody Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs>